What up, everybody? It's week seven in the NFL, bringing you NFL alarm by Johnny B and Lil V. You know, my, my girl always says that I have a little V, so that's what we're going to be rocking with. But good to be back. Uh, we took a bye week. Uh, COVID got in the way. Not really, but really, not really, but you know how it be. It's more, it's more like more like Dak's injury got in the way for me. COVID, Trump, Biden, 2020, it's all a shit show. You know how it is. So. Yeah, yep, exactly how it is. Anyways, John, we're going to get into Thursday Night Football with Philadelphia and the – my lady has the music up so loud. <laughs> you probably could hear some freaky-ass music in the background. So I don't but, know what it was. I heard something. I don't know what it was. But, 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 but what a comeback, John. You know, Philadelphia was down 21 to 10 with about four and a half minutes left to go in the game. And Carson Wentz, well, he didn't wince around. He uh, he balled out like he was Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Please don't compare Carson Wentz to Tom Brady. That's a very bold comparison. I would say he is like Dak with, with an ankle in the fourth. So <laughs> Dak with an ankle in the fourth. Damn, at least he's not Tony Romo in the one. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Anyways, no, you're right, though. Carson Wentz did go off for 359, two touchdowns. Uh, shout out to Boston Scott for that game-winning TD. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a, it was an exciting game. Um, you know, it's, it, it's a terrible division, so any win you can get, it's, it's, you know, almost like you're one step closer to securing that playoff spot. Um, because who knows? Because I've seen multiple reports that there is going to be a potentially a 4-12 the four and 12 team making the playoffs or a five and 11 team making the playoffs out of this division. So any win you can get, um, it's definitely needed, but, you know, shout out to Daniel Jones um, for not using his ankles, tripping up on a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful run. I mean, it was just the cleanest QB run you can see. Yeah. It was awesome. But then you just saw him just, just give up, just flat out give up. Crazy statistic as well. This is crazy if you think about it. So Carson went, not Carson went, sorry. Daniel, it was it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Daniel Jones was the one with the run. Daniel Jones hit 22 miles an hour. I know. The fastest run. And the person right behind him, Lamar fucking Jackson. The fact that he was faster than Lamar in any other run this entire year is insanity. It is pure insanity. So, listen, that dude could boot scoot all the way until he falls down, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the giant season. They get so close to, to winning, and then they just kind of trip over themselves and end up losing. Uh, so you know one of those moments where it's just like your your feet and your legs are going faster than your mind? Yeah, that's right. kind of what was happening. Yeah. You just can't, can't keep up. Can't keep up. Can't so, keep. with that, Philly goes to 2-4-1. and one. Technically leading that terrible NFC East division, and yep. the Giants go to one and six. Um, pretty pretty pitiful out of New York, New York camp. Um, but from that, we are going to go in. Oh well, Vince may have something. Look at to this. Say. Look at look at this one. The San Francisco 49ers have more wins in New York than the New York football team. They have two. <laughs> So they have the equal amount of wins as the Cowboys. And also, if I'm mis- not mistaken, don't the Patriots have two wins? They, they do have two wins. John. They do have two wins. So I'm not going to say this, but actually I am going to say this. 
they're the Patriots are in the same boat as the Cowboys are in. They have the same record after six weeks. So yeah, but our quarterback has an ankle. That is very true. That is very true. Yes. Um, but I have to give you that one. I'm not going to argue with that. My quarterback is at home without an ankle. Yes. Anyways, yes. anyways, moving on from the Thursday night game, where you're going to talk about every matchup that is happening uh, today. First, starting with the Lions and the Falcons. Vince, what do you think about this one? You got the Falcons at one at five, the Lions at two and three, kind of two less than mediocre teams. You know, the Falcons finally got a win on the board. Um, who? What, what do you see out of this game? Yeah, man, it's it's a toss-up, I think. Uh, Vegas agrees as well. It's a plus and minus two on the spread. Falcons are favored by two. Uh, I agree with that uh, for the pure fact of – Listen, Julio Jones is back. He is balling. Uh, made me some some money in FanDuel. I actually had him in a tournament lineup paired with Matt Ryan last week. But um, Julio Jones just showing you why he is one of the best receivers to ever play the game and one of the best in the league at the moment. But uh, the Lions are no slouch either. Um, I personally have the Falcons. I think they're starting to get healthy again. Uh, getting rid of Dan Quinn was a big move. Uh, one of those kind of moves in an organization where it could jumpstart your team and give them a, uh, a boost of motivation. So um, with Calvin Ridley, Jones, Russell Gage, um, you have Austin Hooper as well, all healthy. Uh, everything is pointing upwards in the direction of the Falcons. So uh, look for a big game. Also, Austin Hooper was on the Browns. Austin Hooper was not – he's not on the Browns anymore. He is on the Falcons. So, yeah. I can't remember if it was a trade or an off-season acquisition, but Austin Hooper is on – oh, wait. Am I right or am I wrong? No, I'm looking right now. The Austin Hooper is on the Browns, and he is out. Oh, it's Hayden Hurst. Sorry, Hayden Hurst. See, we're all kind of fidelical now <laughs> here, you know. Hayden Hurst. Sorry. So, Hayden Hurst. Uh, former Ravens tight end. You're right. You're right. So, anyways, Hayden Hurst about the same as the previous tight end that I mentioned, you know. Uh, but, anyways, the Falcons are getting healthy nonetheless. Uh, they're starting to look good and coming into form as a complete team. So, listen, Falcons, it's going to be one of the highest scoring games of the week as well uh, at a 55 over under total. Um, so look for some fireworks uh, in some very good sneaky fantasy plays as well. Marvin Jones, watch out for that. Yes, good point. I, I agree. I, I think the Falcons kind of are getting on a little bit of a roll here. Um, Julio's playing well. Matt Ryan's kind of getting his form. And, you know, it's it's just it's kind of looking up ever since the head coach situation. Um, I would agree with you. Um, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I will have to start fact-checking you about your players, though, because yeah. – it, it, it's all right. It's all right. It happens. It happens. That was rough, John. <laughs> fact checking you like we all have to fact check fact check Trump. It happens. No, we gotta fact check Biden. Fuck that pussy, you old fuck. <laughs> Sorry. So we have listen, tequila tequila I wish I had tequila because I'd rant about that lying politician, 47 years in office, having ass. But anyways, we're not gonna get to that. And by the way, I don't support either, so don't jump on my shit. So we're going to stray away from the politics and talk about <laughs> the Browns and the Bengals. Mayfield oh, yeah. 
you know, ba Baker's looking good with that four and two team. I mean, that team is clicking and they're a three point favorite against this one, four and one Bengals team. You know, Joe Burrow, I was, he's throwing a lot, you know, and he's, He's getting the touchdowns, but, you know, it, the turnover situation is kind of hurting him right now um, with six TDs on the season and four interceptions. Um, you know, he, he can't throw the ball. I mean, he's a he's a gunslinger. But with this game, it's kind of on the fence. I'm I'm still going with Cleveland. I think Cleveland's kind of found there a little bit of a rhythm, especially with Kareem Hunt. Um and, you know, even Odell, if he has a bad week, it's still Odell. You know, you have one of the top receivers in the game. Um, but anyways, Vince, what, what do you see coming out of this Browns-Bengals matchup? Uh, fireworks. Absolutely fireworks. It's not even the highest over-under for Vegas. Uh, smack the 50-and-a-half over on this game. Uh, also, I, I would have the Browns in this one uh, covering the three-point spread as well. Uh, I want to take the money line at a minus 170. That's a bit too high for me uh, if you wanted to do a live betting action situation there just in case the Bengals go up three or up seven early uh, and you could get the money line a little bit uh on in the Browns favor um I would do that but listen both of these teams suck on defense right I oh, mean yeah. and, and they're gonna have to pass the ball I think uh there's a lot of intriguing plays for fantasy as well cream hunt uh he's my number one running back of the week against a weak Bengals front and also with him slipping out on the backfield and catching some passes i mean he could go well over 50 75 yards through the air along with another 100 on the ground with a touchdown or two so uh odell as well uh the Bengals secondary is very bad uh, one of the worst in the league. Um, and same with the Browns. The Bengals are going to have to stay in this game. Uh, and T. Higgins is coming into form. Uh, John would know about that. He just made a trade for T. Higgins. Uh, had to had to get rid of Dak. It was it was it was time to save. Yeah, well, player on IR, he had no choice but to get rid of him, and he had to get rid of Dak. We just made a trade. Uh, I traded Aaron Rodgers and T. Higgins for DK Metcalf. Uh, so. I needed a quarterback. Let's just say that. Yeah, I needed a quarterback, so fair trade overall. But, um, it should be a fun game. So I, I think, think so. I'm going to have action in this. The over under 50 and a half, that's, that's slightly low uh, for what I think this game could do. I think both teams might score above 30, so that clears that bar by Absolutely. a healthy margin. So. Absolutely. Going on to the next one, we are going to talk about the two out of the three remaining undefeated teams in the league, the Steelers and the Titans. Um, showing up to this game, it's going to be really who's going to come out first swinging. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a battle in the trenches. I think it's going yep. to be, even though I have the Titans for this one, um, with that one and a half point spread, depending on where you look at it. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit of a hiccup day for Derrick Henry, but I still think he is the workhorse for that team. I still think the Titans get it done, move to six and zero. Shout out to the hometown team. Um, not dogging the Steelers at all because they are an un unbelievable team as well um, all around. Um, so, and Ben Roethlisberger is playing really, really well from a touchdown to interception ratio. Um, all I got to say is this is going to be a really good game. You know, Claypool, Claypool went off. He may go off again. 
Um, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. But in the end, I think the Titans will pull it off. What you got, Vince? Well, I'm on the opposite side of the fence here. I'm going to take the Steelers, and this is why. Titans secondary, they're abysmal, right? They got absolutely torched by one of the most struggling offenses in the league with Romeo Cornell now at the helm as the interim head coach for the Texans last week. And, uh, well, the Titans pulled that one out. Uh, thank God to Derrick Henry being on that football team because that dude is – he's a man amongst a bunch of little children playing peewee football, right? <laughs> so, uh, listen, Derrick Henry's not going to have anywhere close to the game against the Steelers. Steelers have – in my opinion, I don't know if this is, like, factual based off of the statistics and all that, but the best front four and front seven in the league – against stopping the run. I don't think Derrick Henry is going to have any room to work. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. The 50-and-a-half total surprises me quite a bit. I'm not going to lie about that one. Uh, I, I definitely take the under at minus 105, uh, which is what I'm looking at on my bookie. But, listen, uh, I think Juju Smith does have a very solid game, so if you want to play him uh, for fantasy purposes, by all means. Um, Tannehill's going to have to do what he's done all year. He's going to have to throw the ball. He had another four touchdowns last week, I believe. He's killing it this year. And if they win this game and in a healthy in a healthy fashion, listen, Ryan Tannehill is the front-runner MVP of the league, and it's not even fucking close if they can beat the Steelers. Not even close. If he does it, his thing, Ryan Tannehill for MVP is not what any of us expected. No, not at all. And, you know, going off of what you said, I will agree that this Pittsburgh team is very good on, you know, both sides of the ball, and especially at stopping the run. I'm going to make a prediction off of a stat that I just saw. The Titans are 16-0 and when Derrick Henry rushes for over 100 yards. That is not a stat that you should overlook. And I'm going to make the statement, if the Titans do not give Henry the ball, or let me rephrase this, if Derrick Henry does not have over 100 yards, they will not win this game. I will completely agree with that. And I, I'm on the fence about whether he's going to have 100 or not because, like you said, this defense is very, very good against the rush. Um, but if Derrick Henry can get the ball and break out for some of those um, those big runs like he's had in the past couple of weeks, shout out to, to Norman for being like a little, little bug <laughs> in the windshield. Right. Smushed, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. it makes me so happy. I'm not a fan of that guy. Um, but if, if Derrick Henry does anything close to what he's done the past couple of weeks, Tennessee will definitely pull this game off in the end. So going on to our next matchup, we have the three and three Panthers against the three and two Saints. Saints are a seven point favorite, according to ESPN. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of going to agree with that. I really am. I think that, um, I really am not too knowledgeable on this game, but I think that Kamara could have a big day in both the receiving and the rushing game. Um, he's he's always a beast, um, and I think I think he'll be the deciding factor in this game. I think he's just too much of a playmaker on the rushing side of the ball and the passing side. You don't really know what to do. Um, so right now, I have the Saints definitely over um, the Panthers. Vince, what you got? Uh, I take the points on the Panthers with a plus seven. Uh, the money line, I want to touch for either side, especially if you think the Saints are going to win by a healthy margin. 
Uh, and the over-under, I think I would smack the over on that one for the sheer fact of, listen, Kamara is going to be the MVP of the game. Uh, I, I'm trying with all my will to fit him into my million-dollar maker tournament on FanDuel. Uh, with Kareem Hunt, I just can't seem to fit him in with the price, but he's going to have a blow-up game against the Panthers front that is so fucking bad. And then the secondary itself is bad. Also, no Michael Thomas and no Emmanuel Sanders. So where are some of the targets going to go? He, bold prediction here, and I don't even know if it's so bold to say, he has 150 yards on the ground with a touchdown and two reception touchdowns through the air on 10 receptions over 100 yards. It's going to be a massive game for this guy. He's going to have to have all the work. Otherwise, they're not going to win. I agree. And if you think Kamara's going to have a, a pathetic week, then smack the plus 245 on the money line for the Panthers if you think they're going to win. Because if Kamara does nothing, they have no shot. So Right. So that so you're predicting three touchdowns over 250 yards total. Yes. And 10 receptions. Yeah, and 10 receptions. Yeah, and he'll he'll carry the ball at least 20 times as well. He, he might have 30 fucking touches this game. He could. I, I mean – who else is on offense? Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. There's no one. There's no one left. And it's and it's a prime matchup against a terrible defense, and especially a front seven against the Panthers. So absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. I have to find a way to get him in uh, because <laughs> I feel like in a million dollar tournament maker, even though he's going to be highly owned, if you don't have Alvin Kamara this week, you're not going to win it or or have a a uh, good shot or possibility and i love my lineup right now don't get me wrong but um i have kareem hunt and devin singletary which both have plus matchups but i'm gonna have to try to find a way to get in there i agree i agree the saints will definitely um pull this one off kamara's gonna have a big day coming out of that saints backfield and the receiving game so going on to a game that we all know what's going to happen we have the buffalo bills against the Abysmal 0-6 New York Jets. Um, let's just say we the there's not there's nothing here. I mean, you got you got the Jets. The same story, different week. Uh, Buffalo's favored by ten. I mean, it's it's just the same thing. Sam Darnold, God bless the dude. God bless that team, but they need some help. Bills by fifty freaking points. That's all I gotta say. Bills by fifty. Well. <laughs> I mean, Not if they had Mo Flacco in the fucking quarterback position again this week, then listen, I've seen the the uh, the line as high as thirteen and a half. It's now down to a a minus ten favorite for the Bills. I'd still smack the shit out of that, even with Sam Darnold at the helm. Um, I don't know. I don't know where Vegas is this week on some of these spreads and these over-unders. I feel like some of them are just their common sense. Uh, I see the Bills winning by at least two touchdowns. So, yeah, smack the spread at a minus 10 favorite. I don't give a fuck if it was a minus 17 favorite. I mean, fuck, they might win by 21 points this week. So, uh, Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco, they're about in the same category. One could run a little bit more because he's not a slow sloth. And uh, <laughs> Darnold and he could throw the ball a little bit more, I guess. But, yeah, Bill's all the way. There's not much to really talk about this. Now, I would say for fantasy purposes and especially in tournament 
platforms on like FanDuel, DraftKings, uh, wherever you might have some exposure to that. Uh, <clears throat> Braxton Berrios is a name to watch out for. I think it has at least a touchdown this game. They're going to have to throw the entire game. I think 10 receptions is in the realm of possibility for Braxton Berrios for the Jets. And listen, the Bills secondary has been, been weak. Tredavious White will not be on him. He's a slot receiver. Tredavious White doesn't play the slot and the quarterback position. So uh, with Jamison Crowder officially out and they have nobody else at the receiver position, I mean, you could also look at Denzel Mims as well. Denzel Mims is a, a, a play. He's going to be under 1% owned. So if he somehow blows up and goes off, you have a very good shot there too. He's making his NFL debut. I'm excited about Denzel Mims. Uh, I think he has high prospects for this league. He's just on the wrong team. But for this week specifically, also you can look at Chris Herndon. Uh, he's been super disappointing uh, thanks to the fucking coach and Adam Gase. But there's some sneaky plays in there for fantasy purposes. Uh, if you're betting on this game, by all means, hit the spread. Stay away from the money line, though. And over under, I would stay away from as well. I, I couldn't predict that one. So, agree. I completely agree. Moving on to the next one, it's a very interesting matchup between the Dallas Cowboys at two and four and the Washington football team at one and five. And this one is a one point favorite to Washington. Um, this is going to be an interesting game for Dallas. They have a very weak front five, um, they have a bunch of rookies up there. Um, Zeke's fumbling the ball. Dalton, you know, you gotta gotta say, you know, Dak Prescott's out for the season. Uh, double co or compound fracture in his ankle with a dislocated ankle as well. Um, so you have Andy Dalton as your backup. Um, with this game, you, you it's it's kind of come down to the turnovers. It's 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 what happened last week against um, you know against the other team. I can't even think of it. I'm so out of it right now. But Dallas, you know, if, if Dallas cannot fix a turnover situation, um, even with the players that they have, if they can't fix a turnover situation and the coaching situation, you know, Washington is a very favorable pick. Um, so, you know, if you're, if, if you're Zeke and if you're this Cowboys offense, I'll make the bold prediction right now. If there is more than one turnover by this Cowboys offense, they will not win this game. Um, it's been the Achilles heel of this team besides injuries. Um, and, you know, Zach Martin is officially out with a concussion because Zeke freaking need him right in the face. Um, but, you know, on this other Washington side, you have um, a defensive end that's out. You have a wide receiver that's out. So they're both banged up teams. Um, and right now, I, I want to pick the Cowboys. I really do. But it's going to come down to the end of the game because you have two teams that are uh, just awful going at it um i think it's going to come down to the end of the game and the cowboys will eventually hopefully pull it off what do you think yeah i think the cowboys pull it off as well i mean they've been struggling the entire year right but they're playing a washington team where i just i don't think they have it on the offensive side uh Dwayne haskins one has been benched because he fucking sucks at football should have stayed at ohio state uh <laughs> two uh, Kyle Allen is not the answer. I think Terry McLaurin has a big game, though. 
but listen, I think it's going to be a run, run, run game for Dallas. I think Zeke is going to be a very interesting option for uh, tournament plays on FanDuel. Uh, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I see the Cowboys winning uh, by how much. I want to say a solid touchdown, right? I think it comes down to the last quarter in the fourth quarter, but I think Dallas will, for the most part, dominate the game, and it'll, it'll be a little bit closer than expected. So, right. Um, <clears throat> well, it is a pick as well. So, Vegas is pretty much telling you, fuck it, just flip a coin and pick. So, it's kind of what they're telling you on this game. I still think Dallas is the better team, uh, and it's not even close, even with no Dak Prescott and having Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a quarterback that has been through the ringer before, so uh, don't be surprised if he just shows out this game. And right. hell, three touchdowns, I think, is a, a very real possibility with the weapons he has around him. So, uh, yeah, and that, I mean, Cowboys. And, that, and yeah, to get back on track, they're still in the race. For, they are. And that's the interesting thing. The Eagles have already played their game this week, and with this abysmal, horrible – just nightmare of an NFC East, you know, you're still looking at if the Cowboys pull this off, they're going to be first at three and four. And if you look at the other three and four teams in the league or teams that have three wins, you're looking at the Raiders. You're looking at the 49ers. You're looking at the Saints, teams that have the offensive weapons but have been struggling. So it it gives me a little hope. And I got to, you know, give a shout out to Andy Dalton. His, that offensive line is not what Dak had. Um, that offensive line is nowhere close to what he needs to be able to succeed in this league. Um, so uh, hopefully Zeke will get some carries. Hopefully, you know, you, you have a big game for Dallas. I hope they do. But I got to say, if, if there is more than one or two turnovers, Vince, that Cowboys team, I hate to say it, it's going to be hard to, to come back from those turnovers. It really will. Yeah, and I think if Washington wins the game, it's going to be from their front on the defensive end. I mean, you're, they're very, very strong on that team, especially with Chase Young, a uh, kid out of Ohio State. So um, that kid's a, a fucking freak of nature. Um, if they have any possibility of winning, that's why I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. Uh I don't think Andy Dalton is a competent quarterback, especially at this point of his career in a new system with a shitty coach that you need to fire, by the way. Oh, no, I'm, I'm completely McCarthy, I'm completely. Mike right. McCarthy fucking sucks. So, I yeah, mean, I'm, 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 I'm off the McCarthy bandwagon. I'm completely off of it. So, um, anyways, I'm picking the Cowboys. Vince is picking the Cowboys. And next we're going to talk about an interesting game when it comes to the spread. And when it comes to the line, but you have the Packers at four and one and the Texans at one and five, Vince ESPN says three and a half to the Packers. That's a pretty close game with what the Packers have on offense, especially with Aaron Rodgers having a, a decent season um, on that passing front. Um, I mean, if you look at what he said, he has 13 TDs with two interceptions, yeah. you know, 1300 yards. Um, Deshaun Watson is, you know, not too far behind with 13 TDs and five interceptions. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, this three and a half point spread. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I think they have the spread, right? The line, right? The total, right? I think it's going to be one of the highest scoring games. 
Uh, they're predicting it to be the highest scoring game of the week. And I agree with that. I mean, the Packers have struggled on the defensive side. They always have, especially in the secondary uh, for the past decade or two. Um, Houston as well. They're very bad on the defensive side of the ball. And Aaron Rodgers is having, if you will, a career year. He's, he's shown out and he's shown that he's still the man other than when he plays the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. And God, that, that awful. very formidable defense where they just couldn't get anything going. And they actually went up early 10 to zero against the Buccaneers and they just clamped down and Brady had a big game. They did their thing. So uh, listen, I think the Packers win by at least a touchdown in this game uh, with Romeo Cornell at the helm. I, I mean, he's not even calling plays. It's going to be the offensive coordinator. Uh and listen, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he will be a New England Patriot. Bill Belichick will find a way to work his magic next year to have him on the 2021 roster for the New England Patriots. Super Bowl champs in 2021. They're going to get the defensive players back. The offense is going to start rolling again. The Cowboys are going to suck like usual. Stephen yeah. A. Smith is going to yeah. rush you fucks like always. But nonetheless, yeah, the Packers in this game. I think it's going to be a bounce back week. Uh, Devontae Adams as well. I think he's in line for a huge game. Uh, and I'm trying to find a way to get him into my lineup, which I actually think I already did. Um, so uh, Houston's going to have to throw the ball the entire game as well. They're going to be down. Yes, yeah. so. they will. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing, even with that three-and-a-half-point spread. Um, I still think that this Packers team is just too dangerous. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is too good. And I think they will pull this off um, – for sure. For sure. Yep. Now going to our next game, we have Mr. Tom Brady getting a very, very interesting weapon on that offensive side with Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, first game back and he is playing against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Vince, this is an interesting game because you now give Brady Antonio Brown and you now give Brady, you have Gronk. Yeah. You have Mike Evans. Yeah. You know, this is somebody made Chris a good one. You have, I mean, yeah, you have all of these comparisons. Somebody made a, or all of these weapons. Somebody made a good comparison. It was like Brady's trying to put the Avengers back together. And that's kind of what he's been doing. He's kind of piecing all these guys together, you know, bringing Gronk back, bringing, you know, Antonio Brown back. So you have this offense and they are going to click. I think Antonio Brown's going to come out of the gate hungry. I think he's going to be mean. I think he's going to be, I think bad well, is a good way. Um, Let me go ahead and stop you in your tracks really quick. I don't believe Antonio Brown's going to play this week. I think they're going to give him uh, some time to get acclimated into the offense and everything. But but when he does, um, when he yeah. does, when he does, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a big addition to the team. I think Antonio Brown is still. I think he's going to be the best receiver in the league once he comes back. I think he's still very very talented and has a lot of gas left in the tank, especially with time off. So. This team, I mean, listen, they're a Super Bowl contender now in my eyes, especially with this offense. The defense is very good. If they can stay healthy, which is easier said than done, they're going to be very scary. So, um, I don't know what the hell Holly's doing, but she's yelling back there, so I'm doing something. But anyways, yeah, I agree. Listen, uh, Buccaneers, I think the the Raiders are going to have a hard time this week against that defense. Uh, Buccaneers all the way. No question about it. I agree. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So 
Going to the next game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs sitting at five and one, and the Denver Broncos sitting over here at two and three. You have Kansas City with a seven and a half point favorite in this game. Um, kind of interesting. You saw that Broncos team, you know, just be they're they're the Broncos, so they're they're not the best team in the league. Um, and you have Mahomes, you know, they they had that one loss in Vegas and whatnot. But I think they're back on track. I think Mahomes is going to have another big day. You have so many weapons on that offensive side. Um, it's it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, there is a percentage of people that think that the Denver Broncos can pull this off. I'm not one of them. Um, but, you know, I think Mahomes has a big day. I think that rushing game has a big day uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I think it's just going to be, you know, a, a huge, just, just going to be a huge win for this Chiefs team. Vince, what do you think about the Chiefs and the Broncos? Well, first off, I know Miami better not lose me money on this bet. And Virginia just fucking had an illegal man downfield. Uh, so that's a big play. Sorry, I was a little off track. I heard everything you said. But, yeah, listen, I think Kansas City is going to have a huge bounce back week this week against the Broncos where we saw with a, a weakened Patriots defense. I mean, they're still formidable on the defensive side for the Pats, but Patrick Mahomes is a bad man. Listen, he's going to be motivated coming into this week. And uh, listen, I, I would never bet against Kansas City. And you know what? I did a couple weeks ago when they played the Raiders. And that was my upset of the week that week if you remember i don't know if you do but i said listen i think the raiders i know back in 2017 they lost as well to the raiders and it was a it was a shootout it was a close game it was a lot of fireworks there was a lot going on in that game and i said watch out for them so it wasn't necessarily a surprise to me in that aspect but Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edward G. Lair, Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if he will be activated for this game. If he is, he will be on a very limited basis for touches. Um, and even then, I think Le'Veon Bell is just going to be a change of pace back. He's not going to necessarily be the bell cow in that offense, even when he uh, is implemented into that team. Uh, yeah, I think the Vader the, – the Vaders, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. See, yo, the Vaders are dope. The Vaders, that's actually the Vaders, of- my <laughs> boy. See, when you start drinking alcohol, things happen unexpectedly. You know what I'm saying? That's for like sure. losing your virginity, John. Maybe you should drink some alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ye- I've been eating away all day. You know what I'm saying? No, don't make me call you out on some things, Vince. I, I got some beef on you. So hey, you got- don't. Pull up, don't dig up the dirt on me, boy. But you just did right. anyways. Anyways, anyways. Listen, the the Vaders. We're going with the Vaders, bro. The Vaders, they're gonna they're gonna have a rough time against the Buccaneers. So I mean the the <laughs> the, the Broncos <laughs> are gonna have a rough time against Kansas City Chiefs. We, I just, had, we just had one of the worst mental moments. Wow, I didn't stop drinking alcohol. It's like a drug. <laughs> you talk about the Buccaneers and the Vaders. We're talking about the Broncos and the Chiefs, man. <laughs> Anyways. Man, uh, I don't yeah, want to listen to that. That's rough, John. Yeah. We're Listen, dude, we're in the rut, dude. COVID yeah, that was, that was, and we're not going to edit either. It's going to be great. It's going to be so <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yo, I can't even buy more beer tomorrow <laughs> because you can't buy beer on Sunday in Arkansas. 
I'm going to have to go buy more tonight because I'm going to be all out. After the second one, and I feel like this, hell, I'm going to finish all of them. Fuck. So while Vince drinks away, we are going to talk about the next matchup. The San Francisco 49ers and the New England Patriots. Listen, I'm picking the Niners because the Patriots suck. I, I said it. What was that? The 49ers will beat the Patriots, and I'm putting money on that game, boy. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you saying the Patriots suck. Patriots suck this year, buddy. Even with Cam? Yeah, Cam Walt isn't the answer, bro. <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, yeah, this is an interesting game. Um, I've been back and forth with it all week. It's one of the games where I just can't really figure out what to do because you have, you know, the 49ers team getting healthy. You have Kittle yeah. going off. But you also have this Patriots team – coming off of, you know, a loss to the Broncos. Um, right now, I think overall this 49ers team will win the game. But from a pick standpoint with the spread, I think it's going to be a one- to two-point game. I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, but overall, I, I kind of agree. The Patriots are not the team that we thought they were going to be. Same thing with a lot of teams in this league. Um, 49ers are, are getting healthy. George Kittle is a, is a just complete monster um, on an offensive side. Uh, so I'm picking the 49ers as well, Vince. That's um, that's a good pick. Good pick. I'm, yeah, I'm, man, and it sucks to say because, listen, money money talks, and I like money, you know. I like making it rain in my bedroom at night. So wow. I hate picking against my favorite team, but I'm going to have to pick the Niners against the Patriots, man. It's just – listen, money talks louder yeah. than my team. So, <laughs> Well, <laughs> we are going to get this podcast – going a little bit quicker because we don't know what's going to come out of Vince's mouth. Uh, the next, the next yeah. game we're going to talk about is the Jaguars and the Chargers. Uh, both teams with only one win. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Chargers in this one all day, every day. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a seven and a half point spread on ESPN. Yeah. It's a, and a half point spread on CBS. I don't think they're going to cover that spread. I think – I really don't. I think it'll be a closer game. But I'm still going to pick this Chargers team to beat the Jacksonville Jags um, with Mr. Gardner Minshew, who everybody quote-unquote loves. Um, I think you know, Herbert's a better quarterback by far. I think that the Chargers have a better offensive weapons. Um, and I think overall, the Chargers, even though they are one and four, I think they are definitely the better team because this Jacksonville team is just straight butt. Um, Vince, what do you got with this, these two teams? Uh, upset of the week alert. I think the, Jag uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, yeah, they're butt. They're straight butt. And also the Chargers can have a lot of mental lapses, especially with a rookie quarterback at the helm that, listen, he was just thrown in there minutes if not seconds before the game against Kansas City and he held his own against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs I think this is going to be more of an intriguing game and I agree with you I would lay the points with the Jaguars on them covering the spread and if you wanted to hit the money line as well that's intriguing at a plus 300 the over under uh, listen I think if the Jaguars have a chance in this game, they're going to have to keep it a low-scoring game. So I can see the under on the 49 for that game. Uh, if the Chargers win, expect an over of the 49. It just depends on how you see this game playing out. 
but upset of the week alert, the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Chargers. And you know what? I'm going to pick the Jaguars over the Chargers. Wow. Are you going to pick the Jaguars? The Jaguars are butt cheeks, right? I had actually a few weeks ago some Jaguar fans sitting right next to me on the right at Buffalo Wild Wings, and they were just – listen, they they were not into the game at all. Their team just sucked. But I think with the Chargers and a rookie quarterback, they will have some mental lapses throughout the game, and it could cost them. So – I agree. I completely agree. I, I, I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan, by the way. Not necessarily as a quarterback and for fantasy purposes or winning me money, but dude's a dope dude, right? Like, you went to Washington State. You're a sure. fucked far-left liberal that has some dudes <laughs> that just run me the wrong way. You fucking Biden supporter. But nonetheless, <laughs> he's an interesting folk. He's a, he's a, he's a weird character. But, yes, he is. Uh, those liberals can be definitely damaging to society, but he's interesting to say the least. So. And to cut Vince off, since we don't want to turn this into political feud, yeah, we are going to stick strictly to the NFL. Oh, where are you at, Kanye? You should have fucking ran for president, bro. You disappointed me. By the way, Joe Rogan has a podcast with Kanye West. I know. It just came out. Or did it just came out? Or It, yeah, it came out a few hours ago. Yeah, I heard it's pretty good. Heard it's pretty good. But I think it was filmed a few weeks ago because he was talking about when he announced running for presidency. So I don't know when this was shot, but uh, yeah, Kanye West was a little bit too late to the party for the 2020 elections. Yeah, which is interesting because you have Kanye running for president, which is always in the sight when a celebrity runs for president. Anyways, we're not going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about football and we're going to talk about this next matchup. Um, the last, uh, second to last one we're going to talk about, which is the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Interesting game here. Um, you saw what the Cardinals did against the Cowboys, and you have the Seahawks team at five and zero, um, and you also have a three and a half point favorite for S- Seattle. So it's not completely out of the hair, uh, or they're not completely out of the hair. And yeah, I've been very curious about this one because you have Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, you have Russell Wilson. They're both mobile quarterbacks. They have weapons in the wide receiver game. Um, They both give up, well, besides last week, um, the Seahawks give up a lot of points. The Cardinals didn't give up many at all to the Cowboys, obviously. But you have that Seahawks team just giving up a lot of points. And that could be the Achilles heel. But I still think that the Seahawks team is too dangerous they have too many good core wide receivers that always perform well. Um, I think the Seahawks team comes away with a win and ends up 6-0. and agree. I, I had the Seahawks as well, but I would not be surprised that at the slightest if the Arizona Cardinals pulled this game out. Now, I will say it will come down to the last possession of the game, I feel whether it's either side, it just depends on who has the ball last. It's kind of how I see this game. Um, Listen, Kyler Murray is the most electric quarterback in the game. I think behind Patrick Mahomes, it's Mahomes, listen, that dude is, he's the best quarterback to ever play the game of football. I don't want to hear anything from anybody else. You can say Tom Brady because Brady's won six, and I'm a diehard Patriots fan. I will name my first son and child Brady. Now, if it's a girl, I won't, but nonetheless, if it's a boy, 
I thought you were Brady. One hundred percent. I'm a bigger Brady fan than anybody else out there, and a bigger Patriots fan than anybody else out there. But listen, Kyler Murray, he's gonna have a big game, and he's right behind behind Mahomes as the most exciting quarterback in the league. I agree. It's gonna be an interesting game. Uh I think it'll be lower scoring than people expect, but there will be some points put up. I, I have it 24-21 with a field goal kicked at the very end. I have the Seahawks winning it, uh, but I could definitely see it going either way. That's where the three and a half comes in. Um, I would lay the points on the three and a half for Arizona. Uh, they would still cover that. Actually, it's at a three right now, not a three and a half. So it just depends. If if you want to play the hook, if you want to buy into the hook at three and a half for the Cardinals, uh, you, you would go from a plus 110 to a minus, I want to say about 110. Uh, you could do that if you want to buy a half a point just to make sure you cover on that. So uh, listen, there's a lot of different ways you can play this game. I think Tyler Lockett has a a, a a big game this week. I don't think DK is going to be that main focal point of the offense this week with him being covered by Peterson and double covered, whatever the case may be. You could put Tyler Lockett in the slot. You could put him outside. You could run into rounds with him. He is a creative receiver in and of himself. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It just depends on how you see this game playing out. And I think this is one of those games where if you're in a tournament where you're playing all throughout the day and not just the one and three o'clock games, the first and second set where this game could win you some money at the very end, depending on the players that you have stacked in your lineup. And then you could, you could take the over, you could take the under as well. Just like I said, how's the game flow going to go? I would stay away from the money line, though, for the Seahawks. If you see the Cardinals winning, take that plus 155 and run with it as long as you see them covering the spread as well to keep it close. Yeah, you made a couple good points in there. And the one that I want to highlight is how versatile this <clears throat> Seattle Seahawks wide receiving core is. I mean, they can do everything. And they can hurt you in so many different ways. They can hurt you in the backfield. They can hurt you up slants, streaks. You know, yeah. it, it. And their it, defense is bad. Right, they're bad. So I mean, they're 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 terrible. Um, but with the offense that they have, they're lucky that they have the offense that they have because they can pull off games and end up still being five and zero at the end of the day. Which at the end of the day, it's all that matters is winning games. Doesn't matter how you really do it. When it comes down to it, it's all about winning. Um, in this league so going on to our last game of the week we have the Bears and the Rams I'm picking this is going to be a very very high scoring game um, I think it's definitely going to, I, I do I do I do I think it's going to be high scoring um, I think both teams will maybe maybe break 30 um, it's going to be around the 55 point to 60 point range um, and right now I have the bears pulling this one off. I guess. Now I want to ask you this before I look at it personally, it seems that ESPN over under, I don't know exactly who they go off of to get their spread number. You say you see it going as a high scoring game in between 55 and 60 points. 
I would like to go out on a limb and before I look at my bookie and the over under on this game, I want to take a wild shot at this and see if I'm even right or close. I have it at 49 points on an over under. I will look now since I said it. Let me see if I'm right. 45 over under. So if you see that being a high scoring game, that intrigues me because when I was thinking about this, I said 49 and I felt like I was going a bit high. I wanted to say 47 and a half, 47 on the over under. Uh, Cause I could see a 27 20 game where a team scores a touchdown at the very end of the game uh, to backdoor the spread. That's where I would be careful on this. I think I would take the over on the 45. It just scares me because the Rams are decent on defense. They're not the best, but the Bears are very, very strong, especially on the front with Khalil Mack and other weapons up front that they have. And also the secondary, they're not terrible. The Rams struggle on offense. I would lay the points on the Bears for sure at a minus 110 on a plus six spread. Uh, I don't think I see them winning, but if you do, you can hit that money line, obviously, at a plus 200. The over-under is intriguing to me because if you see it as a high-scoring game, I can see that. I'm not discounting what you're saying. I think it just very much, I guess, got me intrigued on this game as a minute ago I was not. So I think on Monday night I will be watching this, and I actually might have a couple of plays in this game as well. So. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, the, the, the way that I think this game is going to go, I, I do believe it'll be – High scoring. I, now, I made a little bit of a bold prediction. I said 55 to 60. I think it may be a little bit closer to that 55 range. Not really, really sitting down and looking at this. Um, but when it comes to who's going to win this game, I'm back and forth. I originally was going to go with the Bears. It's just tough. I think it'll be a back and forth game. Um, you know, with the strength of the Bears defense, it, it's going to be hard to score. Yeah. I think L.A. could do it still. I don't think that they are a team to where if they face a challenge, they won't be able to meet the challenge. Um, but I do think it'll be a very, very close game. And that is why I am going with the Bears on the five-and-a-half-point spread. Overall, I I, I want to say the Bears' defense can win, but I'm still picking the Rams overall to win this game. Bears with the spread, Rams overall. Um also, I want to give you an outlook or a, a thing to look at for how betting happens because when you think you understand it, you really don't is kind of what I'm learning at this point. Now, I've made some really smart bets, and I've made dumb ones where, you know what, I just wasn't in the mood and kind of just blew some money. But this is kind of what I'm learning about the spreads and how Vegas views things. Look at the 45 over under. You remember the – the Rams against the Bills. You said you see this game possibly going in between that 55 and 60 point range. Now, if you think about that, try to envision how this game might play out and what the score might be. I typically stay in the mindset of 
if it's going to stay in that 55 point range, it's going to be a 31 to 24 game and you possibly have the favorite winning in that game, right? So that would be the, the, the Rams. So they would cover on the spread by a point or a point and a half, depending on the site that you're at. And also the game against the Bills, which is a very weak defense compared to the Chicago Bears, they scored what, about 31 points or so? And then they had to come back at the very end of the game right. and pushed it to that 55, closer to that 60-point range for the total of the game. I think Vegas is spot on with this over-under at 45 for that sheer fact of, listen, the Bears are one of the better defenses. And I think there is about a 15-point spread in the game compared to the Rams playing the Bills, where the Bills are not strong at all on the defensive side. So, yeah, I think it is a two-touchdown swing. That's why I think it caught me off guard, I think, in the total thought process of how the betting game works and how games play out. So, anyways, like I said, that, that's where I say, John, that the betting game intrigues me, and it really makes me think about the game more than what I ever did before. So. Right, exactly. Because Which is awesome. They're fucking pros. These people that put out the lines and have sharks going after them and putting up high money, uh, they look for all the value they could get. And I don't really see a lot of value in this game for uh, the over-under or spread or anything like that. But uh, it's, a, it's a coin flip on pretty much all sides of that. <clears throat> for fantasy purposes, I would stay away from pretty much everybody. Uh, you could play one of the defenses, though, and I think it would be a good play. But um, I'm intrigued about this game, though, because now it has me thinking, and I'm intrigued. So, I mean, it could be – listen, I think 31-24 is a very real possibility. I, I, Nick Foles sucks, but I think he can accidentally <laughs> have a good game against a, a shitty defense. So You're going to you're gonna bash Nick Foles after he won a Super Bowl? How could you? Yeah, man, listen, it's like fucking – listen, the Patriots – have lost, what, three Super Bowls, Eli Manning, Eli Manning, and Nick fucking Foles. They all suck. The, both of them suck. They fucking suck. They're not Hall of Famers. They are straight garbage. It's bad. So the fact that the Patriots were able to beat Russell Wilson and uh, Jake DeLone and Donovan McNabb and I was it Mark Bolger, I think maybe, or somebody for the Rams, they beat good quarterbacks, like formidable quarterbacks, and they lost to two of the shittiest quarterbacks to ever play in Super Bowls. That's mind blowing. So, nonetheless, nonetheless, that is your weekly showcase. You have four teams with a bye. You have the Colts, Dolphins, Vikings, and Ravens with a bye. Next, we are going to talk about players that were hit by the alarm and one personally I will have to talk about since we had a bye week was poor poor Dak Prescott um you know he's going to be out four to six months uh, more than likely <clears throat> going to be closer to that five month range um he is out obviously you have Zach Martin out for the Cowboys as well Vince any noticeable injuries that really stand out to you going into week seven uh, no, not really. I know Raheem Mostert is going to be out officially. Uh, I believe with a high ankle sprain, it just sucks that he can't stay healthy because when he's on the field, he's one of the most electric players in the game. 
Alshon Jeffrey is still out. Odell Beckham had a rib injury. It might have just been where one of those girls pooped on his chest and it landed <laughs> too hard. <laughs> but listen, I mean, hey, to Whoa. each his own. I don't like Holly pooping on my chest. I like some other things, but no crazy kinks like poop on my chest. But I mean, whatever floats your boat, Odell. Uh, some other injuries as well. Um, wow. Uh, let, let, let me see here. Let me let me pull some stuff up because I don't really have a lot. Uh, listen, Christian McCaffrey is another one. He's still out, but he is on the up and up. Week eight looks to be a, a possible return uh, for Nick Foles. Uh, for the Cardinals, you have Marcus Golden out on the, the defensive side. Uh, the, the Falcons as well have a defensive end, questionable with a groin injury uh, with McKinley. Mark Ingram is a questionable. If he's out, uh, well, listen, if he's out, they're not even playing this week, but if it's a high ankle sprain, it's mid to high ankle sprain, it could be two to four weeks. So okay. whenever they come off of the bye in week seven, going into week eight. That'll be something to look out for. Josh Norman is listed as a hamstring, but I oh, think it's wow. I think it's more his ego <laughs> than anything. Uh, John Brown is an interesting one. I didn't know he was out, but he has a knee injury. Uh, so Stephon Diggs is a very interesting play uh, for fantasy purposes, where are the target's going to go? I think it's going to be more Devin Singletary on the ground and obviously stuff on digs. Uh, Curtis Samuel for the Panthers is questionable. Uh, we have John Ross for the Bengals, questionable. Joe Mixon is officially out as well with a foot. I don't know exactly uh, what happened, but he was sitting out the early portion of Friday's practice. Uh, per Tyler Dragon of the Cincinnati Inquirer. Um, Austin Hooper officially out, so you can see some other tight ends implemented. Zach Martin out with a concussion for the Cowboys, which is a very big loss at the offensive line position. Yes, it is. Yeah, and uh, let's see here. Aaron Jones, questionable with a calf. Uh, you can see some more Jamal Williams if that – decides to be a lingering issue for him. Uh, but I think it's all cylinders and all systems go for Aaron Jones. Darius Leonard, question mark. Mo Alley Cox, I believe, is actually going to be out. He was last week. We'll see. That's more of a game time decision. And some of the other ones, it doesn't really look like there's, there's some big ones. Tyler Higby, questionable. So, yeah, I mean, it's a long list for all the teams. Uh, but it should be it should be a, a, a decent week for especially some players coming back from injury. Julian Edelman, I'll go ahead and end that off with a knee injury. Uh, the Patriots are just they're banged up, so yeah, that's not going to look good for them. So. Definitely a banged up league uh, across the board. There's no team that you could say is at a healthy state. I really don't believe you could. So. Going off of the injuries, we are going to go to our favorite part of the podcast. This is tequila time, or in this case, I would believe blue moon time with Vince. Two Maybe. minutes today. Two minutes today. Okay. I need to get this off my chest. 
for the country that we live in before I, before I completely dip off this fucking planet as a whole in this country for one. All right, right, John. It's fucking tequila time events. The favorite part of the show, especially for me, man. I love talking football. Listen, two minutes and you You start whatever you want. You have two minutes and three, two, one, go. Joe Biden, stop lying to this fucking country, my boy. It ain't even football. It ain't sports related. You're a fucking clown. I don't, I listen, I'm a conservative. I don't lean right. I don't lean left. I don't give a fuck. It's whoever supports this country and puts us in a better position for not just me, but more so my family, my friends like John, his family, my girlfriend's family, and everybody else that I don't even know that I might come in contact with at some point. Their life is going to be in jeopardy if this fucking clown that will fall over during his announcement and putting his right hand on the Bible swearing him into office fucking Kamala Harris is going to be sworn into office the same day when they fucking take him off on a gurney and shit listen you were completely embarrassed by a non-politician in a debate where he didn't even prepare he shit on you and you sat there and lied your fucking son and all these other people in your family are scums they take money from China from Russia all these different places, you don't need to be leading this country. I don't care if a Democrat wasn't so far left that they had their fucking foot up their ass. But everybody on the left is so far out of this world, it makes no sense, right? The Black Lives Matter movement is not a movement at this point. It is a coalition and a group that is looking to tear this country down. It started out with a positive message and it went completely awry, and the Democrats are trying to run with a narrative that doesn't make any sense. The narrative is not the truth. So I'm not voting for either one because I'm not even registered, but if I was... Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you say all that, then you're not even registered. I'm even registered. Registration, man, I was late. Oh, anyways, you 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 were actually under the two minutes, so I don't even need to play the alarm. Uh, but Kanye West for 2024. Get the fucking office, Mike. Kanye West, 2024. Kanye West, 2024. I think I think that's Vince's pick for the next election. But aside from that, that was tequila time with Vince going. I'm going to a voting registration place that's official, and I'm putting on a fucking a sharpie on a piece of paper and i'm writing Kanye west and i'm handing it to the person that runs that fucking joint Kanye west please record yourself when you do this so we can also over here at the nfl alarm and around the world anyways thank you everyone for tuning in to week seven of the nfl alarm with johnny d and a very politically charged little v uh tune in next time we are going to have a podcast on wednesday talking about all the matchups from week seven, all the biggest upsets, all the biggest showcases, and back. out to us in week seven. This is Johnny D, Little D. I mean, we Little back. D. <laughs> Peace and out. Peace.